The tape is rolling, the light is on, you're in the two-man booth with Nick Good. And Neil Cochran. And this is your podcast where we talk sports, movies, TV, sometimes music, Neil, and it's in the books, Super Bowl 50 in the books, and Tom Brady now has more Super Bowls than any franchise. NFL franchise. Yes, sir. That's an incredible stat. Uh, yes. Uh, two-man booth brought to you today by <laughs> Red Wing Shoes. There you go. The best in quality. We were just, we were just, Neil and I were just talking. Frosty days in YEG. Neil and I were just talking about quality boots for this, uh, for minus 40 weather in uh, the greater Edmonton area. That's right. If you're not going to get big Dunlop rubbers, get yourself some Red Wings insulated. That's. Listen, Neil, if you say something like big rubbers out of context, (laughs) you might think you're, uh, we're we're pushing some other sponsor. Uh, Dunlop rubber boots. How about that? Is that a little better? A little more clarification for you. Yeah, a little bit more clarification. So we are just going to wrap up a little bit, talk some Super Bowl. There's going to be tons of discussion on every other football podcast you listen to. So we're just going to have some quick fun with it, and then we'll wrap up with some Oilers. Sound good, Neil? Yeah, sounds good to me. Some instant reaction here for us. Instant reaction, exactly. Yeah, we're a little... You know, I'll say this. I I, I mentioned it before we uh, started recording. Granted the uh, circumstances of the of the times, I mean, unless you live in Florida, of course, well, those of course. you watch in the game. Um, but <laughs> you know, we t- Neil and I do, are as responsible as we as we can be. So, given this year's circumstances, it was a solo watch. First time I think in my adult life I've ever watched Super Bowl uh, alone, and so it's mm-hmm. therefore it's the soberest I've been for a Super Bowl, and I. Got to listen to Tony Romo and Jim Nance, you know, call Damn the game. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we'll get to sh- we'll, we'll get to shoutouts here, Neil. You know you make me wanna kick my heels up and down, throw my hands up and down, throw my head back and down. Come on. And, uh, my first one, I'm going to shout out the best TV couple, and that is Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Like their, chemis- their chemistry is just something. It just it I've heard, I've heard Jim Nance is very protective of Tony as well, just in terms it, of like criticism oh, against him and stuff. And who's criticizing Tony nature. Romo? I have no idea, but some people are. But, and I've heard that like he doesn't uh, – like I don't think he wants – Tony to do a game with anybody else. Oh, it's getting a little protective now. That's what I'm saying. Very, uh, yeah, like a like a territorial. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, so maybe that would you know wouldn't surprise you if you're talking about their chemistry that you're talking about right now. So. Well, they made they they at one point. Uh, they, I think Jim Nance made a comment like you know just a few years ago Bruce Arians was uh, was on CBS. He was working in the booth, and there he is winning the Super Bowl. And Tony was like, "All right, I guess I'll see you later, Jim." And uh, and Jim was yeah, and Jim and Jim and Jim was like, yeah, hasn't been that fun, that much fun anyway. But you could tell there was a little bit of hurt in the voice, like you you're not going to leave me, right? But yeah, the chemistry is great. You know, I've I've, I've heard it uh, likened to you know Jim Nance maybe was getting a little complacent, not complacent, but you know maybe getting into a little bit of a, a comfortable rhythm in the job, mm-hmm. and you know, and then he gets this this new partner, this this young flame. That spices up his life a bit, and it's just a new energy. It's he's just brought back, and he, it's just it's just it's it's incredible. They're calling the Super Bowl together, 
You know, I, I made the joke earlier that, it, you know, it's pretty incredible. It took him until his 40s. Doing it in his 40s is incredible, but Tony Romo finally made it to a Super Bowl. So now, oh now. No need to go after old Tony like that. No, I would never. Tony Tony Romo's always is one of those like heartbreaking cases. Yeah, if he didn't play for the Cowboys, I would have liked him even more. Kind of. Did he ever? He never got to an NFC title game, did he? No, I don't think so. No, he maybe just divisional round really. Yeah, they made the playoffs a lot with him, but infamously Mm -hmm. he didn't win. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, of course, famously bungled the extra kick or whatever in the one playoff. That was when he. That's my teammate. That's that's right. It's my quarterback. My quarterback. And so much emotion at Trell Owens. So much. <laughs> the only emotion okay. he's ever shown, probably. Okay, so wait, Neil, I got a question then. There's been a few times, not so much anymore, but, but you know, back when um, your life was a little bit busier, there was sometimes you had to go on assignment and I'd have a different co-host. Sure. Would you feel the same way that Jim Nance feels about Tony Romo? No, I'd be okay with you doing a show <laughs> with somebody else. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say no. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. No, that's right. Okay. I mean, no, uh, everybody want nobody wants us to break up. Let's be honest here. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. not. I don't anyway. I don't either. Um, oh, before we move on to our next shout out, I just want to say thank you, everyone, again who sent in Ooh. mailbag questions last week. We didn't do a, a Thursday episode. We just ended up doing such a super extended episode on Monday. We Neil and I thought we'd let it breathe a little bit, and we took we want to take the week off leading yeah. up, <laughs> leading up to the Super Bowl. You know, we we were taking a little bit of a break in. Uh, in Oscar's race, and so I just thought, let's take the week off, let it breathe, the two-hour episode. So thank you, everyone, who sent in questions. They were great. Already have some more accumulating for next time. I like it. Neil, Neil's getting trolled in our in our uh, Instagram DMs. That's right, I made sure to respond, you know. <laughs> you know, that, on a cold night like... Look is just... On just... a cold night like tonight, Neil. <sighs> tell you they what. Might, they, might, they, might, they might even compete with your good old Red Wings. Oh, jeez. They might, but I'll tell you, mine look better. Stylish for a work boot, let me tell you, compared to theirs. <laughs> there was a time when we uh, when we were doing, uh, was it Fr- Friends Revisited, when we had uh, Neil's Fashion Corner? Yes, that's right. Yeah, we could was bring it? that back. No, and, well, yeah, maybe it was that time. I think I we did remember. a little bit during Twilight, too, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember what I, it's. It all blurs together. We did yeah. have a fashion corner for a little bit. Oh, there were, and then when we did Aaron Brockovich for that's um, what it was for the 2000 Oscars. That's what it was. That's where yeah. it originated from. That's right. Because yeah, she had outfits going on. All oh, did place. she ever? <laughs> oh, did did Julia Roberts ever have? Uh, okay, Neil. Uh, as you can tell, this we're a little loose here. A couple sure. couple beverages deep. So, uh, Neil, what's uh, your first shout out? Uh, I'm gonna shout out the Kangle hat. Nick. <laughs> Nobody wears see, I it. I didn't see uh, Samuel Jackson there. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, Bruce Arians, you know, rocking his Kangol. I mean, good for him. I'm happy for him to win. Um, so I'm just going to shout out the, 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 the style that Bruce Arians has. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I, okay. <laughs> well, St- style in quotation yeah, marks? Well, or lack thereof, maybe. Okay. But... Um, no, I just quick on little Bruce Arians. Um, for anyone that hasn't ever really looked up anything about Bruce Arians, I suggest you do. Uh, a, a coach okay. that is very fitting for like 2021, just to get a little serious for a little bit. He's a um, you know guy that really didn't get his start until late, didn't get his mm. head coaching duties too late. Has been a huge 
um, diversity person. He has the most people of color on his coaching staff. He has two Absolutely. women on his coaching staff. He's just somebody that I think if you do a little bit of background, people really respect Bruce Arians, really have hold him in high regard, and I think it's nice to see someone like that win. So that's just kind of – and that's started with the Kangol hat. I mean, it's a ridiculous hat. I mean, I don't even know. It just looks so funny with his big head. He's got such a big head for such a small hat. But <laughs> um, Yeah, he's just been a champion for things like that, and I think it's really cool to see somebody like that. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Uh, really cool i believe he's the only you know for the last couple of years been the only uh coach with coordinators of color uh all three positions special teams defense yep. and offense of course of course a uh, former Steeler byron leftwich yeah um, he'll be coming up he'll be coming up putting a shout out yeah that's right so yeah i just thought i'd shout out bruce Arians a little bit nice to see him win yeah the, yeah absolutely and um yeah he's a guy who uh seems to be just I guess similar in the Andy Reid vein, maybe they're just like players just like to play for him. He seems like a player's yes. coach to use that old it trope. Is. Yep, it is. No, there's there's a thing like people like playing for guys like that. There's a, th- mm-hmm. you know, you always hear stories about it. You're right. And people love Andy Reid because he is kind of the every man, but he still relates to these athletes in a way. And I think Bruce Arians falls in that very similar category. I think it's, and for Brady, you kind of notice it through the playoffs. I did anyway, just watching more Bucks games. Um, he did seem like a little bit happier. And I think from what people said, it's just Arians is the anti Belichick. Right. And I think what happened is to get, to go get back to the, to the game a little bit, um, you know, since they're, they had their buy in week 13, they went seven Mm -hmm. and oh, and as we, as we were talking before, you know, he went through quarterbacks, other quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, you know, what's left of Drew Brees. Uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Heine- Taylor Heineke, of course, the best of the three, the crown jewel of the three, <laughs> and then off with Mahomes. Yeah, and again, the 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 quarterback versus quarterback versus quarterback sure. thing, I kind I find kind of fraught. But um, he just seemed to be enjoying life me a little bit more, for living in Florida, playing for a coach who you know kind of was a bit bit more laid back, let him do what he wants. You know, I honestly think that, and again, we were talking about before we jumped on. It was a very Patriots-like game today where it was – and we t- we've talked about this before. Brady Brady will once in a while unload the cannon, but yeah. for the most part, it is – even though the Buccaneers were not allowed to do that, even though they got to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, which I think is no ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so it's never happened before in history. That's how rare it is for a team to play at home. Yeah. In a Super Bowl, and you're not going to give them any home field advantages. It, it's 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 just it's ludicrous. It's just it, the classic NFL overthinking this. Well, we want to be a neutral site. It's not it's a neutral not. site. It's not a neutral site. <laughs> like it's like oh, we're going to get as neutral site as possible. Like what do you? I don't get it. <laughs> They're literally dressing in their home fucking home dressing room. Brady's Brady's been at home alone apparently. Like apparently Giselle le- left with the kids for 13 days so he could study for the Super I love Bowl. It. Love it. Of course. Of course. That's a story. <laughs> so <laughs> some interviewer tried to crack that one. Oh, you know, I yeah. was talking to Brady, you know, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but no, honestly. So at, I, I think what happened is at the, uh, at the bye week in week 13, they had, they now had Fournette, picked him up off waivers, got convinced him to sign Antonio Brown, convinced Gronk to come out of retirement. Three guys who got touchdowns in this game who were not on the roster. Yeah. You know, technically when it, uh, in the summer, and I think Brady was just kind of like, okay, we've tried all this stuff. We've tri- tried what you did with with uh, Winston last year. 
Mm-hmm. I can't sling it. I'm not a slinger. This is what we kind of did. I in, can sling in it New- from time to time off play action. Yeah. Like, I don't even think Godwin had a catch in this game. It's a good question. He might not have. Um, but I think what happened is during that bye week, he was kind of like, hey, we've tried some of this other stuff. Let's do, like, how about we kind of try to doing what I am good at? And I think mm-hmm. they kind of reached a, dis, a an understanding. And I think it kind of proves that as... I still think Belichick is one of, if not the best coach in in football history, but I, th- I think it kind of proves that Brady made the system what it was. Yeah, they did. They did what the Patriots did. We were kind of talk, talking. That's what about I mean. Bit, yeah, you're right. I think it, Gronk has six catches for 67 yards. Um, oh, you just, know Gronk. You know Gronk won those extra two yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know he uh, well, he looks at that two, he, he got the two touchdowns, but so. he looks at that stat sheet. He's like, God damn it! I didn't get sixty nine yards. <laughs> um, Gronk is our age, and he feels it feels like he's ancient. I know <laughs> it's so true, so true. Uh, Fournette had four catches, so like when uh, James and that White was the, thing was the MVP, w- like they he used his running back. So but that was the thing about. with with Fournette is in Jacksonville. One of the, his biggest issues, other than his attitude, was that he was not a good. Uh, cast patching back yeah, that was his biggest issue and yeah. you know Adam will attest that as the Jags fan that was his one of his biggest issues he was just a downhill runner and now all of a sudden he goes into a Brady system and he's dynamic four four for 46 and 16 for 89 on on the ground so he had a hundred and twenty 137 yards from scrimmage yeah and when was the last time you heard James White's name Right, but he was a Super Bowl MVP. Because, <laughs> That's what like, I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um, but you're right. They played very – and like Mike Evans only had one catch, 31 yards. Uh, Antonio Brown, five catches for 22. And Chris Conwell had two catches for nine. Oh, he did. There you go, yeah. Bray, three for 26. That's it. Only six six guys caught balls today. But they ran the ball. They they Like you said, they, they totally were like, okay, listen, I've been slinging it. I'm throwing more picks here than <laughs> I'm used to. Um. When actually they got in trouble a little bit against Green Bay when they tried to sling in a little bit again, yep. right? He, he he turned it over three times. I think they got out of that game alive, and they basically were like, listen, our D is sick. Our D picked off Aaron Rodgers again. We yeah. beat Drew Brees, and we you know beat Tyler Haneke, or Taylor Haneke, of course. you know, Barely, barely. So I think is it, they... Is it, hold on. Is it fair to say that Taylor Haneke gave the Bucks? The toughest I would still out. argue that Rodgers did, but I wouldn't. It's close. It's close. Aaron Rodgers still gave him a scare. I mean, it's there's true. no doubt about it. Hey, I, man, I thought Taylor Heineke when he when he dove in and separated his shoulder for that touchdown. That's right. There's a reason but, yeah, why he, that. There's a reason why he's got that green and purple two man booth Hall of Fame jacket. That's right. That's right. But yeah, they just you know. They knew their D was solid. They knew what they had in Tom Brady, and he's been there a million times. So they were like, yep. "Listen, let's play well, safe." Ten, ten times, actually. Ten times. That's right. So he was like, "Let's just don't." Turn I know it, over. it feels like a million because he's literally been in every major. Feels like every important yes. football game of our adult life. Well, yeah, so. like so you know, in the 2007 draft, someone by the name of Calvin Johnson was drafted. Literally played a full career in the Hall of Fame by the time Tom Brady. So when he got drafted, Tom Brady was to, already 30 years old. I mean, Calvin Johnson didn't play. A, like, Calvin Johnson could have gone. Calvin for, Johnson played eight seasons. Yeah, but he could have gone longer. I know. But then in the Hall of Fame, and Tom Brady's yeah. still playing. It's, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Just a reminder, the Detroit Lions had both Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Couldn't win Hall shit with either. Couldn't do anything with either. And they both their end, careers ended early. 
Yeah, Calvin Johnson, I was looking, he's only 35. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> it, he, which, when, when they announced that he was going in, I'm like, he's already been retired for five years. That's crazy. He, he retired at 30 years old. Yeah. Unbelievable. But it just, it doesn't feel like it's been five years since he retired. No, but. But I, I remember. There was always a couple of rumors that he was going to come back, right? So well, that, that's what we thought. He's like, oh, he's just trying to get out of his contract with the Lions. I mean, who wouldn't? And but then yeah, he's just like no, I I've, I'm seeing that was that same summer when everyone on the 49ers was retiring too. Mm. It was just yeah. all young players were like, I don't want to get brain damage. I'm or done. Patrick Willis, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we got sidetracked. But yeah, right. No, that's they, fun. I think the Bucks they did what they needed to do. They 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 played to Tom's strengths, mm-hmm. and then they they rode that D. There's no doubt about it. Yep. In fairness, that D played out of their minds today, considering. What yeah. Kansas City actually is, which is the most explosive offensive in the, in the NFL. So, yeah, yeah. gotta like, gotta give uh, a shout out to their defense, the Tampa Bay defense for sure. Um, they went back after um, Tyreek Hill burned them for 200 yards in the first quarter. The last time That's they right. played, that was a in nice the second fantasy night for me. But... Oh yeah, you had Ty- Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I did. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, he still had 73 yards tonight, but for the most part, was kind of shut down. They, they, mm-hmm. from what I understand, is in the second half of that first time they played, is they went to double coverage on Hill, man, and some and some uh, double coverage on Kelsey, and just went one on one on everybody else in the field. They're basically like, "Okay, Mahomes, beat us with you know mm-hmm. Breland or whoever. We don't care." Pringle, Hardman, yeah, exactly. Hart, Hardman. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, beat us with those guys. But you know mm-hmm. we'll take away your two best weapons, and so right from jump today, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And and then the front four, I heard, because again, the uh, Casey was playing with all backup linemen, pretty much. Their two they tackles had, were out. Yeah, and I believe even the other, I, I read, heard something today that it was like almost because the the other guards and stuff, like yes, they started all season, but they only started because their other guards had opted out or whatever. Yeah. It was like a whole crazy thing. Um, but then I heard, I did see a funny tweet that it was like the craziest stat of the game might be that Patrick Mahomes only got sacked once, considering he was under siege all the time. Oh, there were there were some plays where he was going back like twenty yards and then still flinging it. Of course, yeah, I saw that one play where he literally basically ran the whole field and then threw yeah. it to the back of the end zone. And it was incomplete, but it's like the greatest incompletion you'll ever see because it was just like breaking tackles and doing some crazy shit, right? So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he only got sacked once. But it, mm-hmm. all I was listening to on the radio is just under siege. He just was under yeah. attack the whole yep. time. Yeah. But I mean, that front four we talked about, JPP. The Bucs are the funniest team, too, when I think about it. Because it's all guys that were like really good when we were like right at the end of high school. It's like in Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre Paul, LaShawn McCoy's and, on there. And like, kind of, and also like had controversies, right? Like Dominican <laughs> Sue was kind of known yeah. as, a, as a dirty player. Pierre Antonio Paul Brown, crazy, blew off half his hand. Yeah, <laughs> was it like Fourth of July? He yes. had right. fireworks, fireworks or something. Like yes, and yeah, yeah Lashawn McCoy was there. Antonio Brown, uh, Blaine Gabbert. Sure, Drew like, Stanton, dude. There's like hilarious people on this team. I'm like, what? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. All have yeah. a fucking ring now. So. Yeah, what yeah a well, weird team. I'm going to jump on that a little bit because I'm going to okay. shout out. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to shout out former Steelers. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to shout out Antonio Brown. Shout out Byron Leftwich. You mentioned him already, offensive coordinator. And uh, yeah, like, listen, you're like, 
the Antonio Brown thing is is strange. He's he's problematic. You know, there's yep. accusations against him that are mm-hmm. still unproven. But you know, you want to. It's still wanna, hanging out there, though. Yes, and you want you don't want to d- dismiss those out of hand, right? Like they're, I they're, thought he was going to blow it up, and he didn't. How about let's just say that he, he did again, everything I, he needed to do. I, I think part of this goes to a guy like Tom Brady. I think that is why Tom Brady wins the way he does. Is he has that that affability to him. Like he's Mm -hmm. just sort of like, listen, come here. If you behave, I'll win a title with you. And that's why he wanted to play new England last year. Who knows what ended up happening. Yeah. But with the Bob Kraft and, 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 uh, Belichick stuff, who knows? Right. But I think Brady was like, listen, I, I wanted you on my team last year. I want you on my team again this year. Come here. We'll win a title. Right. Um, and then like, I like Byron Leftwich. Like, it's great to see a guy like that. Like you said, in, and unfortunately, with with the NFL, there's not enough, um, you know, frankly, not enough black men are getting mm-hmm. positions like that. And, you know, for a guy like Leftwich to come in and have a good relationship with Brady, it seems like, and, mm-hmm. and help help him, I don't want to say revitalize his career. But, you know, the way things ended in New, in last year in New England, people were like, well, Brady, is is it starting to slip a bit? But then he comes to to Tampa Bay and Leftwich is like, no, like, let's let's unleash what you're good at. And now you actually have weapons around you. Um, and then, yeah, you, we mentioned already, but you know, as much as the guys in the, on the defense, the players themselves are to be commended. Todd Bowles, the coordinator too, like just incredible. And then of course, Bruce Arians was co- uh, offensive coordinator for the Steelers. And mm-hmm. uh, so good to see him, as you mentioned, for all the good reasons why he, uh, yep. deserves a, a Super Bowl championship. I so. believe Brian Leftwich was. So, cause I was listening to a, a separate podcast. I was talking about how crazy it's been. Um, you know, like it was only 12 years ago, whatever, when it was Dungy, Tony Dungy versus Lovey Smith in the, in the Super Bowl there, uh, right. Colts, Colts bears. That was the first time there was two, uh, coaches, uh, black coaches, um, in the Super Bowl. This was uh, obviously in 2021. This is the first time there was ever two black offensive coordinators. Okay. Makes, makes sense. And I think they're the only two in the league. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if there's a third. I don't think there was this year from my understanding when I looked it up. Uh, it might yeah. have changed with the new hires and stuff like this. What happened, you know, the shuffle, the coaching shuffle. Absolutely. Yeah. But I believe for the 2020 season, it was only those two, which is pretty crazy. I could be wrong. There might have been a couple more, but I know for a while there really hasn't been a lot. So some mm-hmm. crazy, some um, stats that I'm glad are um, finally coming over the hump that those, those things are, they'll no longer be uh, a first of those things. I hope that there's more of that kind of stuff, just more representation in general, because the league is. Much like the NBA, it's it is seventy five percent black, and so it's nice to see people that played, mm-hmm. you know, like a Byron Leftwich, play those positions, have opportunities to to be the coordinators as well. Well, to jump on that too, with with uh, diversity and breaking barriers, of course, we have to shout out Sarah Thomas, mm-hmm. first uh, female NFL. I guess she was technically a line judge today, but first referee yep. in a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I saw her a couple times. She she was making some. Some, she was get, getting in it with with some of the players, and maybe some of them were thinking maybe we can get away with this. But she was like, "No, no, I'm the authority here." <laughs> no, and then they, like I said, the Bucks had two, I believe, two two women coaches as well. So mm-hmm. lots of lots of things going on in the Super Bowl, which is nice to see in 2021. Hopefully, it continues. But unfortunately, I mean, as much as yeah, like you said, hopefully there's not first ofs too much, just because it'll become so just ingrained in the in the league but unfortunately it's still with this last round of hires there's of course still some controversy yes, so yes yes of course there, yes 
Uh, do you have another seven, shout out? Seven vacancies and then Eric Bieniemy or even a Byron Leftwich of himself isn't. But anyway, or or Bull, or Todd Bowles or Todd Bowles, yeah. Who, yeah, obviously showed his chops as a defensive coordinator. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Jets just seem doomed. I mean, okay, actually, I'm gonna do one shout out here. I had I, okay. I was thinking about it. I know he had a bad game today, Patrick Mahomes, but can we shout out Cliff Kingsbury for somehow finagling? The fact that he had Patrick Mahomes and could barely win any games in college, yet Patrick Mahomes got to the NFL and he might be the best quarterback in the league now, yet Cliff Kingsbury couldn't win any games at Texas Tech and then also somehow got a head coaching job in the NFL after that. Shout out to yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know how you're doing it. but Are you are you saying that the, the, the worst kept secret in the NFL is that Cliff Kingsbury is horribly overrated? 100%. Yes. <laughs> he literally had arguably... A top wasn't wasn't there some crazy game where like Mahomes and Josh Allen played against each other in college and it was like sixty to six sixty six or something? Wouldn't even surprise he, me. For sure. Did I hear that right? Yeah, could be. Yeah, Texas Tech versus wherever Josh Allen played. Why do I not was know? It, was it Josh Allen? I don't know. It was one of those guys. Like, did Josh Allen play at Idaho? No, <laughs> he played somewhere like that where it was a very small ish. Okay, then would it have been Josh Allen? I don't know who I'm thinking of, but no, it could have been. It could have been because no, it was t- it was two relatively big schools. It was like because you said Mahomes played for Texas Tech. I think it was te- Texas Tech versus Ohio State. Mm, could be, yeah. But he, yeah, like I think his best record at Texas Tech was like eight and five or whatever. And it's like you had Patrick Mahomes, who then goes to the NFL and now has lost maybe four games in his t- entire career. And it's like, dude, first you're time bad. he's gone. From what we understand, from what uh, research has uh, stats and research has gotten back to us, first time he's ever not scored a touchdown, thrown for a ever. touchdown, ever. Yeah, he's never lost a game by in the NFL digits. by double digits. Which is also an incredible stat, mm-hmm. but when you only lose like four or five games, maybe I mean, because yeah. the Chiefs were the you know Kansas City was very good with Alex Smith, and then Mahomes obviously put them over the top. Yeah, Andy Reid, yeah, yeah, like Andy Reid was coaching though with Alex Smith, and he knew that like we have to put in Mahomes, like clearly he'll make us. You know, don't get me wrong, Mahomes of course is in, is incredible. Yes. Um, Sorry, I, I would be no, that's fine. I would be lying. If I said that I wasn't happy to see Tom win, because just yeah. because I'm, I, 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 I've gone the on record saying this. Coronation would have been real it's, quick. I just, I just, and I, I'm not back about to it. Back to back, five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. Guy's like, already a Hall of Famer. You would have heard the whole bit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Are you glad? You're glad we get to avoid that storyline. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna jump on a couple Tom ones here, but I don't know which one to go with first. I guess I'll go with this. Even though I said that the uh, the quarterback versus quarterback thing, mm-hmm. I think is an overplayed narrative, but it's still sure. narrative. I'm gonna shout out uh, Eli Manning and uh, Nick Foles as the only two quarterbacks to beat Tom Brady. If you would say if you're gonna give a list of the quarterbacks who Tom Brady's gone up against in the Super Bowls, and you can say two of these guys have beaten him, and one has done it twice. Who would you guess? And it's Nick Foles and Eli Manning. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Beat Cor- beat Kurt Warner. Yeah. Right? When Kurt Warner's just in the middle right. of his. Beat uh, Jake DeLome, I believe. Yeah. For the oh, I, me- I remember that quarter. That touched or Super Bowl. That um, might have been one of the first Jared Super Goff. Bowls. Yeah, of course. 
Um, of course, uh, Russell Wilson, who won the Walter sorry, Payton is the Panthers, Man of the Year Sorry, award. were you going to say, when you when you were talking about the Panthers there, were you about to say that that's the first that's Super the first Bowl halftime show you watched? No. Why? Who who did that one? Janet Jackson. Oh, is that the one? I'm pretty sure it's that one, yeah. I Don't don't uh, quote me on that, but I have a I, feeling that's I just one. remember vividly watching that game. Like, I, yes. I remember watching Rams pa- Patriots. Sure. Raiders Bucks, like around that time. I remember early 2000. Actually, so. Raiders Bucks might be the first one I really remember watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the first one. So 2003 ish. Yeah, that makes sense. We're, um, about, we're about like 10, 10, 11 years old in that point. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, so he beats uh, uh, Donovan McNabb. That's right. Uh, and, and then Carol there's like a 10 year stretch where he doesn't get to a Super Bowl, eh? Which is crazy. Boy. Only AFC championships. Just Twenty, but he go, but he goes from he wins his third one by twenty six or twenty seven, and then doesn't win his next one until he's thirty seven, and now he has seven. <laughs> That's crazy. He's won that, one basically every other year for the last since seven since Deflate Gate. He has made one it to more. a conference championship every, every year. <laughs> That's, that's if that's not a fuck you, Goodell, I don't know what is. It's true. It's true. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt yeah. Ryan. Donovan McNabb. Jared Goff. Jake DeLome. Kurt Warner. Those are the five quarterbacks he's beaten. Russ, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And who's this? Oh, and then uh, today, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yep. Fuck. So he's beaten Russell Wilson and Patrick and that, Mahomes. I mean, and the year and the and the year he beat Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was league MVP. Unbelievable. I mean, this is classic. <laughs> yep. But no, Eli Manning and Nick fucking Foles, baby. Yeah. Who beat? Who beat? Well, this is maybe a weird question. I can't remember who okay. beat the Panthers when they who beat were the fifteen Pan- and one. Cam Newton, that famous oh, that was the, jump on the fumble. The Broncos. The Broncos. That, 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 that was Peyton's last last championship. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't quite remember for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just thinking about the Panthers. Panthers no, it's have fine. Made it twice in my lifetime. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna put um, an, uh, I'm gonna put a guy that is in one of my group chats on blast right now. He's a Panthers fan and he's cheering for Tom Brady. And I was like, "You're cheering for a division rival." Yeah, so, that's weird. But here's I don't the know thing: how I'll say, okay, you know, the thing I hate too is you see all these these meme, and I know meme accounts they they want to put pr- provocative stuff up so you comment and click on it. But the constant, oh yeah, ever since Manning's been retired, these are all the stats that Brady's done. Like the whole comparison, the rivalry, blah 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 blah. How quickly people forget Peyton Manning literally had a career-ending neck injury, could not throw a football. He was throwing Nerf balls. Yes. He had four he throwing, neck surgeries. He was throwing Nerf balls, came back, won a Super Bowl. Yes, that it was it was a he by the end of it, he could he had a noodle arm. He had a worse noodle arm than than Breeze. Because he had four neck surgeries. Yes. Like <laughs> if you don't think Peyton Manning could have played till he was 40, he wouldn't have. Like, come on. That just is so like come on. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Peyton Manning is funny because when you do see him, he has no neck. You can tell that's a man that's had a, it looked, a very Kurt Angle neck. Oh, yeah. Very big, like no neck. No, yeah. it goes from ear to shoulder. That's yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oof, it's brutal. Stone Cold Steve Austin, same thing. Um, yeah, that's right. But he came back. That's right. Because that was why the Colts cut him. Basically, yeah. Well, because he got yeah, hurt. Was... He got hurt that year. He was bad all year, and they were and they went like two and fourteen or one and fifteen. That's how one they got fifteen Andrew when Luck. he was out. Yeah, that's, that's how, how they, they got, got Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because that's right. He had that neck surgery. They go one and fifteen, and they were like, "Well, we have the first pick." 
Yeah. So we'll just let you go, even though you're kind of healed. Like you said, even though you've been throwing Nerf balls. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. You're right. Like, you don't think he would have kept playing if he couldn't have? Like, and he comes back. Football. Comes back, becomes the first guy to throw 50 touchdowns in a season. Yeah. Or the and 57. Like, because Brady had 50. And he. Right. He, he just, set the record. He just set the record. Yeah. 57 or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And they, they, they lost to uh, the Seahawks. They and lost then, to the Legion the, of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, and then in, and and then two years later is when he finally wins. So anyway, right. but the, the the thing, the other thing I want to say about Brady is, you know, earlier today again in our group chat, we bring up this famous group chat all the time. Maybe one day we'll 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 uh, get we'll read some some live conversations. That or we'll get the whole group on. Who knows? That would be chaotic. Chaotic. That, that I'm I will I'm not endorsing that whatsoever. <laughs> doing that idea right if now. If we if we can find some crazy sponsor who will sponsor that, I will be on board. But I am not doing that shit just for doing it. No chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> anyway, we've we've had pretty much everybody on individually. So listeners, you can patch it together who we're talking about. Pretty close. But, um, yeah. um, so you Neil, you brought up something about. As I've aged, I've noticed how things are different. I, I look at I look at things differently, differently and yes. I and I find that for myself, as I've aged, I grow an appreciation for certain players. Now, obviously, I've grown a strong affinity for a guy like Sidney Crosby, who sure in my twenties was a guy I was not a fan of. I was the whiny pit- bitch, I, all that kind of stuff. Yep, yeah, and now I and now I get a little bit older. I look Punchable back, I'm like, you know, yeah, and I look back and I'm like, you know what? That's fucking awesome. The guy is somehow underrated now everyone's just like oh Sidney crosby's washed at 32 years old like this guy is like was on pace to be better than what mcdavid's doing right now like legitimately the guy was on pace for 160 points in a, in a season it's just insane insane anyway um and i think i kind of feel the same way about tom brady is for so long of our lives, he, him and the Patriots are so dominant. Maybe it was more the Belichick stuff than the Brady stuff, but you're sure. just so pissed off. And it's the Boston thing, too. Boston's oh, yeah. just winning everything through the 2000s. They're so annoying. They, they take Fans take this like, well, we, we, we. It's like, you're not winning fucking titles. Stop <laughs> this high and mighty bullshit. Um, Red Sox are winning. You, you happen to you happen to live in a city. You happen to be drinking beer in a city where athletes are winning titles. Don't take it on like your own anyway. But as I'm getting older and, I'm, and I, you know, we're leaning up to the Super Bowl, I'm kind of like, yeah, I gotta appreciate what Brady's doing. You gotta kind of love it. And and you know, at the end of the game, you know, you know, you have the guys at this age. You know, Breeze Manning at the time when he won. You know, Roethlisberger, of course. Mm-hmm. Rivers, there's always that, the, you know, the, everything comes to me like, well, what are you going to do next? And well, I'm going to go back, talk to my family, mm-hmm. see what comes next. Today, Neil, he, he's Let's got that it. championship. He's got his three kids up there. Jim Nance is like, well, Tom, uh, what are you in? Before Jim even finished, he's like, oh, yeah, we're coming back. Come on, Jim. Like, we're coming back. <laughs> he's like, all right, Tom Brady, come back at 44 years old. He's like, oh, yeah. Just just put it to bed right away. He's like, I'm coming fucking back, man. I'm going to be in another Super Bowl. I'm going to be in at least another <laughs> NFC title game. And and because so that's the th- oh, I yeah, was laughing. No, no. Uh, to piggyback off that, I was laughing at sort of the end uh, result of the game today. I saw some of the clips and stuff, and people are crying. I mean, it's their first Super Bowl ever. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's like, he's, I've he's literally just, done this seven times. He's just he's just grabbing their shoulders. He's, he's just like, hey, yeah, this is yeah. Friday. Gronk's like, yeah. This for, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Fournette. He had like his hat. This is bad. Uh, this is bad podcasting. But he had his hat, Neil, and he kind of did the. The yeah, team with Solani. He did the team with Solani. Yeah. 
And Brady yeah, comes over and just is giving him the, hey, it's for you, man. Brady's like, I've done this seven times. Like, I just yeah. laugh. Like, a lot of those guys that have been there through a couple of the lean years, well, and, like, they, guys on the they, defense and stuff like that. They, right? sh- they showed one of the last snaps before he took the like the second last knee, and they have like that overhead camera that's over over top of the of the huddle. Yeah. And they had to cut away because Brady's just going like, you're all fucking Super Bowl champions now. You're all fucking. <laughs> and I'm watching that and I'm like, I want to play with Tom Brady. I, like, I, I'm kinda, I've kind of come around on this guy. Yeah. Like, he, don't get me wrong. He's a weird fucking dude. Yeah. But in order to do what you're doing at the age he's doing it and to be the best of all time, you have to, weird. Weird. You you have, have to be weird. weird. You have to be weird. You do. You have to be and, unique, right? There's no other yeah. person like him. It's weird. But I'm kind of like three, man. Forty-three. Uh, yeah. Like, is he gonna play till he's fifty? Like, is that actually gonna happen at this point? He, like, I mean, watching him play, why couldn't he? He doesn't. He's he doesn't look like he's breaking down. No. Like he's not like Ben out there who's just lumbering around and just like yeah. huffing gas in order to fucking. And make that's a throw. where I will say the Patriots definitely helped. Brady did not get hit. As much, yeah, as but other but Neil, he doesn't get hit in, with the Bucks either. <laughs> I know he does. I don't think he got sacked today. Yeah, I know it's true. And he still he gets out the ball. He gets the ball out fast. Hey, he, he makes business decisions when other people maybe don't. And look, he's and and that, and that was bowls. the thing too is going into this game as we're leading up to it. I'm like, man, let's see. Even if the Bills had gotten in, and of course I would have been cheering for the Bills, but part of me was just sort of like. How many times have I gone into these games, especially as a Steelers fan, where the Patriots and Tom Brady just ate our lunch for 15 fucking years in the playoffs? Yeah. I'm like, how many times have I gone up against this guy and bet against him and look foolish every time? And so going to this, I'm like, yes, yeah. it's Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it's yes, it's the Chiefs. But I'm like, mm-hmm. this is Tom fucking Brady. And it's Gronkowski. And he throws that touchdown to Gronkowski, that first one. And I, you know, text him like, of course it's Gronk. Yeah. Of course, of course, we should we should shut it out because um, Gronk and Brady. Of course, I mean Jason's not going to like this. Of course, uh oh. Uh, well, he he they they both uh, they broke two records from Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Of course, most touchdown passes in playoff history mm-hmm. by a tandem, and also the most Super Bowl touchdowns by a tandem in NFL history. So. So Tom Both were been, Montana, Jerry Rice. So, so Tom Brady's been to 10 Super Bowls. This is the first Super Bowl where he's had a first quarter touchdown. That's weird. Yeah. What a weird stat. But, yeah. I mean, of course, it's bound to get broken because you're in so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's, he's become the oldest quarterback to start a game, to throw a touchdown, yeah, to like, blah, 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 to beat a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl, to throw a touchdown in a Super and like Bowl. like records that might not be touched if nobody Honestly, else does it over, at that over point, 40. At that point, though, you're up by so much, and it, it's the la- you're, you're about to take your last knee, just throw an interception, just to be like, I'm the oldest player to throw an interception <laughs> down the, in, the, in the Super Bowl. Whatever. Just do it, yeah. Actually, he probably already is, to be honest. He probably already is the oldest quarterback to throw into yeah, interception. Probably. He probably, he, he probably did he, it two years ago. When he played the Eagles. Or when he played the Rams. Even when he played the Rams, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that game right. was no, so bad. Because he got picked off, right? I so. can barely remember that game. It was so bad. 9-3 yeah, or something or whatever. 12-9. So bad. <laughs> and then like you wonder why Sean McVay is like, I need a better quarterback. Yeah, because they have the best. They have arguably the best defensive player of all time on their team. Yeah, shout out to Adam, who's probably going to see uh, Leonard Fournette win a Super Bowl this year and Jalen Ramsey win one next year with uh, the Matthew Stafford led 
<laughs> LA Rams. I, I'm 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 fully in Steelers retool mode next year. Sure. I think they'll be lucky to be eight and eight, nine, you know, nine and six. Like, well, as we've seen, like he just doesn't go below five hundred. Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, so. yeah. So that being said, I'm not jumping ship, but you know, I like to get behind somebody, and I'm, you know, I'm fully on board with the Matthew Stafford led Lions. Yes, because you Lions, already Rams. were kind of a Rams dude anyway. Absolutely. So you appreciated the D that they play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they got some good offensive pieces, you know, mm-hmm. Cup and Woods. Oh, and 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 uh, Cam Akers That's right. turned into a good running back, which is so what McVay wants. It's so weird, the NFL, we've talked about this, it's air raid. But, it, like, it, what it really is, it's about a balanced offense. Mm-hmm. Because, again, what led to this championship is Brady, yeah, making big plays to A.B. and to Gronk, but having that established running game with both Fournette and Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It's just having that, and that's what McVeigh has gone on record saying. Like that's what he wants. He wants to be able. The reason why he wants a better passing game is to keep the defense honest, so he can establish a good running game. Yes, because yeah. I think what these offensive minds have discovered is it's not about air raid all the time. It's about just confusing defense as much as possible. For sure. And sometimes those air raid can just flat out win you a game fast. Right? Uh, like, King Cliff Kingsbury, much <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. Although he, like the, we well, talked about this before, the Bills would have won like nine games in a row had it not been for a, a lucky air raid, yes. hail mary, a hail mary. But yeah, it's. I'm already looking forward to next year. I mean, they me too, NFL man. Somehow didn't cancel an entire game all year. We made it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, do you have any any more shoutouts? No, I got nothing else. I don't think. Okay, well, I got two more. Okay. Um, I'm gonna shout out the owners for. <laughs> Earning Sorry, those hard yeah, okay, fought, hold on, hold on. For, I do for, for, earning, for earning those hard-fought titles That's and right. being inspiring when they're the first ones to grab that championship and yeah. talk about what what's his name who owns the Bucks. I don't fucking care who you are. And no. talk about, my dad told me when I was a yell tyke that if you work hard, blah, 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 blah. And that's why the Buccaneers are champions right now. That's right. No, it's because Nothing you're rich and you're able to sign Tom Brady. Yes. Go fuck yourself, owners who grabbed the titles yes. first. Yeah, sorry. That was my only other one I had is that um, thank you, Super Bowl, for proving that the Stanley Cup is still the best trophy in sports. Yep. Every time there's a trophy presentation, I'm like, <laughs> doesn't even compare. The Never greatest, compared. the great, and, I, you know, it's it's not an, the Oilers established, like, taking the picture at the center and all that kind of stuff. But the best, and nobody, if anybody argues this, you're crazy. The best championship win of all time is when the the Avalanche won their second Stanley Cup in 2001. And Sackick doesn't even lift it, gives it right to Raymond Bork. That's class, man. Now, granted, Sackick had just won it five years earlier. Maybe if it would have been their first one, a little different story. But whatever. That being said, yeah. just doesn't even lift it, just turns right around and hands it right to Raymond Bork. That's right. Fuck yeah. Good Canadian kid right there. That's a good Canadian moment. And of course, he's a fucking Boston legend. Of course. Why of wouldn't course. he be? Um, well, and then just, my last, my, my last shout out, Neil. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Florida for having a championship team in f- all four major sports: Miami Heat, Tampa Bay Rays, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you went two for four. Congratulations! And you're basically just completely ignoring the state of the world right now. That's right. 
You're still making it into championships. You, you know, announced 20,000 people in the stands and 30,000 cutouts. Okay. Okay. Whatever you say. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but hey, whatever. If this is the... If, if the past few years have proved anything, Neil, if you choose to live in an alternate reality, you can. <laughs> it's true. So... You just ignore it, man. You just live in your own world. It's, it's like... The, the the fact they were just so so just like blatant about it too. Oh yeah. Like right the NFL's like we made it to the end of the year here. We're at the Super Bowl. Like at the end of the game, they go up to one of the luxury boxes and they're popping champagne. And there's like fifteen people in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different world. Though, Even at the start of the game, like they sh- they sh- had the low angle and they were showing the the stands and like the, there was there there was no social distancing. Like there was people just next to each other that were definitely not from the same household. Yeah. Like you have three people wearing. Chiefs jerseys, then you have two people wearing Seahawks jerseys right next to them, and then like you're just like, okay. For oh, quick... Okay, I'll, this is this is one thing I want to ask you, Neil. Okay. Because it's well established your feelings on wearing different sports and teams okay. to events. But what about the Super Bowl? Are you okay with fans wearing their team, representing their team at the Super Bowl? Because that is like a, kind of an age-old tradition. Is it? Is yeah. it a thing where you like kind of yep. rep your teams? Yep. It's like, because you're going to go to the Super Bowl regardless, but it's like, I'm a Vikings fan. I'm not going to wear a fucking Bucks jersey. I'm going to wear my Vikings jersey. Yeah, it's a thing. Interesting. Even seeing at bars and stuff, too. I guess that's just the spectacle of the NFL. They just like to show off if you're a football fan or not. So, I mean, no, I no, don't, no, 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 I don't the way, like no, 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 Neil, Neil, Neil. Of way, course, the, is to wear an way, NFL hat. Yeah. <laughs> The, the way you the, the way you show off being a true football fan is wearing the NFL hat, Rob Lowe style. That's right. Just the NFL, just the shield. I love all the teams. I just love football. I just love football. Has and anyone ever purchased a shield? <laughs> literally, NFL logo li- literally hat. every team is my favorite. <laughs> I just so love great. the sport. Could you imagine just wearing an NHL hat? NHL planted on your head. I remember during the lockout of 2013, I was. Um, I was still in school at university in university, and I remember I might walking. Get one now, just just cause. An NHL or NFL? Either or. I don't know. Okay. No, sorry, <laughs> you interrupted your university. No, story. no, no, no. It's fine. I, I'll just. I know, I'll never forget. It was during the lockout, and this guy had an Oilers hat on. You know, it has like the NHL logo on the back. Like you right. have the logo on the front, the big sure. logo on the front, the little logo on the back. And he had put like tape, like an X over the NHL, because he was it was like protesting, I guess, because it was the lockout. And I'm just like, I don't know, weird move, man. It's a weird flex for sure. I was just kind of like, weird, okay. It's a weird like, flex, yeah. I don't know what that proves. But, you know, it's university. Everyone's everyone's got their got their stance on something. You're, you're finding um, yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, any any last shout-outs, Neil? No, I got nothing else. Yeah, you okay. covered it pretty good there. I think we covered it pretty good. We did. Pretty we well. Did. That's right. Um, so pretty is good, it fair yeah, to say well, probably better. Is it fair to say we were locked in a, a Rams Buccaneers NFC title game next year? Hundred percent. You heard it here now. Bill okay. I know you know what? I'm going rematch too. Fuck it. Bills Chiefs, Bill, baby. Bills Chiefs in the AFC? Yeah. Chiefs are gonna come back hungry. And the Bills are the newcomers. So Okay, Neil. And then are, what are we are we seeing a Bills Rams Super Bowl? Yep. That's what we're going with. Let's let's throw it out there. Let's do it. Let's throw it okay. out there. Let's throw it in the universe. Bills the, Rams. The, the way the way to early prediction. Yes. Two man booth prediction. Bills. Bills Rams. 
Right, Super Bowl 51. Rams will, have, Rams will have the number one defense in the league, and they'll carry, they'll ride it all the way. Wait, was it 55 or 50? It was 55. 55, maybe. Yeah, so so Super Bowl 56. You were saying Super Bowl 50, and I wasn't correcting you because I had no idea. So Yeah, I, I, I knew it was 56 yeah, or 55. It, that's right, because it was LV, of course, and we had mm. discussed this on a previous pod where LV was 55. Yeah, right. So I apologize to my earlier self and to the earlier listeners who were yelling at their headphones. It's 50, Nick. It's 50. Yeah. So well. the betters, hey, Chiefs by three. Well, that didn't pan out. Listen, man. Uh, I think everybody was pretty pissed about the Gatorade color, too. It was blue. blue. The best the best odds were purple or something. Okay. Because usually it's like orange, I always thought. Anyway, there's, there's, there's a stripper, I heard, or a streaker. <laughs> Not a stripper, a streaker. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, it Sorry. is Florida, so. Yeah, well, you know. And uh, Nick, uh, yeah. your hot take of the thing is that you don't like the weekend. Not a weekend fan. Eh. I think the weekend was fine, but you're not a weekend fan. Yes. That's yes. your Okay, I like it. I just listen. I'm a weekend ever, fan for those. I you know. know I know everybody rips on like when they have these bands out there and stuff sure. and they're but just do something. At least when at least when I, 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 okay, I get it. Justin Timberlake ripped off Michael uh Michael Jackson. Jackson's. Well, that would be a different uh, performance. Oh, Janet oh. Jackson's shirt. But even before that, like they're dancing like last year, you know, Shakira and JLo, J-Lo. like they're on poles and stuff like that. I don't know. The weekend just had a shimmery blazer and was running around yeah. singing his own song. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. What was it? Doesn't it? matter. Can't, can't feel my face. Earned it. Blinding lights. Okay. Among others. All right. Yeah, he did three or four songs. Um, do you want to wrap up with some Oilers stuff? Sure. Okay. How do we feel? How do you feel about the state of the state state of the frustrated, just state of the union? Nick, don't yeah. you? Yeah. My biggest word is frustration. Okay, this is this is the only round with it. We'll keep it short. Yep. Because they're six and seven. That's yep. probably what they I would say they could be the other way, but it's pretty it's a pretty fair accurate. Like I think it's a pretty accurate representation of how I'm feeling about them. Mm. Is that like sure. some days they look like the best team in the league cuz they can score nine goals on any given night. Man, that first period against the Flames, I was like were the shots. I'm like I'm like okay, this team is finding its stride like yes. we are we're blowing through this division. Yes. And then they handed it right. I, back. I missed I missed the first 5 10 minutes of the second period. And Inter- I, it, intern all of a Heather, it's 3-2. Intern Heather took Hunter out to pee. Hold on. For, hold for on. For a walk. There's no... Intern Heather has no opinion right now. Oh, yeah, because she Wait. likes the jerseys. Yeah, the horsey jerseys. Okay, let, let me do some background here. She's going to hate me, but I'm going to provide some insight into why. She's a so, horse chick. Well, the redneck came out in her, for sure. She's from outside of Stony Plain. Okay. You know, anyone that's listening to this pod will know what I'm talking about. Lives on a range road, you know, oh, range okay. road blank, any number. Grew up with horses. Uh, those old Although range road fairness, parties, Neil. That's right. She told me, though, that she didn't even look at the logo. She just liked the black. And I was like, okay, so take a double look and tell me how ugly that flaming horse is because there is no worse jersey. It's easily a top five worst logos ever created hands down i don't care and that's oh, not to say that the yeah. oilers is like this great logo i'm not saying that but i will no, say that calgary's is 
brutal. Do you, brutal. Do, hold on. Do you find that when you criticize another jersey, people turn around and be like, well, so the Oilers, well, yes, uh, like that's the I get that. Like, I, I get that all the time. I'm like, I didn't say anything about the Oilers jersey. Yes. Do I think the Oilers is creative? No, not particularly. <laughs> it's an oil drop inside the word written Oilers. Like, it's not that great. Don't get me no. wrong. It's We didn't come up with anything creative here, but we don't the have a flaming cool. fucking horse. It's... It's so as bad. As stupid as it gets. It's just the rednecks. And, oh, anyway. Oh, what a bad jersey. Yeah. But anyway, intern Heather, to get to your point, takes the dog out, comes for a piece. She's like, I come back. I go to take him to relieve himself. I come back. We're losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck happened? She's like, it's 3-2. Yep. What the hell? I missed the first two minutes. Yep. So, yeah. I, that's how I feel. I think that game against Calgary perfectly summed it up. That you watch them at times and you're like, the offensive pressure that they can put on people off the rush yep. if their cycle game is going can be literally overwhelming because you have the two best players in the league. And yep. there is moments when you watch it where you're like, you're like you said, they're hitting their stride, they're unstoppable. And then quite literally in the next period, they couldn't get them the puck. They were hemmed into their own zone. We have D-men that can't make passes and we're banking it off the glass. And you can name him. You can name him, Neil. Chris Russell and Adam Larson treating it like a hand grenade, both of them. Your two most veteran defensemen literally couldn't make a pass yesterday to save their lives or on Saturday, Saturday night. It was it was crazy. But in the first period you wouldn't know because it just it was like a different team. It was so crazy to watch. It was so crazy to watch. And, and yeah, because it's like yeah, he still can't make a pass, but Nurse is looking good with the puck. He's jumping in. He's scoring I will goals. bit. I've been hard on Nurse, but I... Me too. Watching him, he is looking better, I think. I think he's looked better the last three or yes. four games, and I was and like... And he Am produces I- points. We talked about it. We're like, yep. how does this guy get 45 points? And now this year, I'm like, this guy could get 45 points. I he just needs a partner who keeps him honest, because down that Johnny Gaudreau goal, him and Barry are both at the ringette line, and, and McDavid has like- to... McDavid has to be the guy back-checking. Like, getting what? backwards. You're in the NHL, and your centerman's the only man back on a two-on-one. It's not another defenseman. It's your centerman. Yeah. It's only because he's faster than you. Yeah. And it's just... So it's just, like, little stuff like that. And, sure. And, 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 so that's what I was going to say. is like, you know, Nurse has been looking better. I think Barry's been looking better. I think Bouchard but, looked great. That combo's worked. As much as they that was a bad play isolated there. And, and that's what I mean. So, like, they've they've been playing better. I think the third line, as much as people are hard on Turris, I think the mm-hmm. Turris, Neil, Cassie lines look good. At least they have some chemistry. Obviously, Pugliarvi is playing well on the top line. You don't really need Way to worry better. about the second line. So I'm just the like the reason McDavid's producing up two points a game. So 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 then I'm just like, so what's going on here? We have three defensemen who are playing pretty well. We have three pretty mm-hmm. solid lines. Your boy J- Jujar wants to stay in the lineup. He was Somehow playing gets hard. A goal. Yeah. Well, he was playing hard. No, and he did what he needed to do. You get in there, like you got to do something. So, so I'm just like, I, what is happening? Costing it a bad game, but it, it's just defense <sighs> as a whole still yeah. just. You get hemmed, and you just anytime anyone puts any pressure on you, if you do just off the glass icing all these things, so then Dry Settles forced to take a bazillion draws, and this is what I'm laughing so hard. Like the guys operating at like 59 percent, or where the hell I saw it was almost 60 percent almost. You think yeah. that guy's gonna get any Selkie love? Not a chance. He's gonna take the most draws in the league, and he's gonna be 60 percent. But you know, play. doesn't play a two way game. He's plus. Plus minus nerds out there this year. He's not, fucking like plus ten. Neil, not to not to mention that he's he finished the game with a six minute shift. 
unbelievable. How incredible is that? Him and McDavid, five minutes and 45 seconds. That might be one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. That's a men's lead shift. That's longer than any men's lead shift I've ever taken in my life. And I've taken some long ones. I don't even think I've oh, done six minutes. Neil, you're not that guy. No, the only time I did it is we were short. We only had two people on the bench. Oh, okay. So we only had okay. seven skaters. Oh, okay. So it was like you play like some minutes. Right. But let's just say I didn't skate very hard up and down. I was playing D, and it was like, I'm going to play stay at home. I'm playing Chris yeah. Russell today. Anybody gets the zone if they want it. That's what I was playing. I'm not challenging anyone at the blue line because I have to skate back. Real man, real zone D, no man-to-man. That's right. Um, yeah. But like, it was one incredible. For the NHL, For you have two players play six minutes. Six and they minutes. were getting pressure. <laughs> no, my favorite is that like Calgary didn't have a shot in that entire yeah. time that they were on the ice, which I laughed so hard at. So crazy, man. The, yeah, I don't know. It's just it was a weird game, but it summed up what's happening so far. Like you said, we're scoring goals. Even some of our D are jumping in, but any mistake they make, especially defensively, pucks in the net. And then Costin couldn't quite make a save. No. And yeah, we've been you know we're we're costing in defenders. We are we are costing in defenders. It was, but it was a, a bad game. One. You it have bad game. You, we have bad games every once in a while. Goalies you have do. bad games. The best goalies of all time have had bad games. Of course. The but issue just, is, is that like we yeah. can't afford any from our goalie, which is no. unfair to him. But it's put him in that situation, unfortunately. So we, now all of a sudden we're clamoring the for Mike Smith to be our He's savior. Back. That's He's bad. back. That's bad, baby. That is. Listen, who I'm? I'm hopeful because listen, I have been so mad that Mike Smith is our backup, and right now I'm like, we need to give Costin a break. I don't even care if it's Mike Smith and that, because there is no way on God's green earth that Mike Smith can be worse than Stuart Skinner. There is no chance. I know Mike Smith is bad, and I am one to get on him hard. There is no way he's worse. But Stuart he, Skinner allowed five goals against the Ottawa Senators, or where the hell it he was. was who like honestly? I know I brought up as a joke, but both him and that Hogberg for Ottawa, like I've never seen such bad positioning in my life. Dry settle score without looking at the net. Yeah, because he knew that the fucking half the net was open when he's driving. If there's the one net. team for Mike Smith to to get his groove back against, it is they the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa. And, and yeah. I'm I'm of the mindset: if he can play, play him, play him. You need to. Well, they're going to. Well, they're going to. It's back to back Monday, Tuesday. That's right. They play the yeah. Jets. No, they play the Ottawa. They play Ottawa back to back, and then they play the Jets on like Thursday or Friday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because then they get this weekend off naturally, because I have the weekend off, so I don't get to see any other games over the weekend. Oh no, sorry. They play Montreal on Thursday. That's what it is. Thank you. Back to back to back Ottawa, and then they have Wednesday off, and they play Montreal Thursday, and, and then, then they, they have, have the whole weekend off. They have three days off, yeah, and then of they course. play Winnipeg Winnipeg on yes. Monday. Yes, of course, Nick, because I, I, I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off this week, so of course the others don't play a single game that day. Uh, and then, honestly, honestly, Neil, it might help you enjoy your weekend a little bit more. And then, get this, <laughs> I get back to work for the weekend on my rotation, Calgary yeah. back-to-back, Friday, Saturday, I miss both. Don't even get me started, I'm so upset about it. Well, but anyway, I know, no, hopefully really all, it's all I'm feeling, I think. Me too. The only thing, though, is that Conrad David is fucking good. Like, really good. He is the fastest thing I've ever seen. Like, my favorite was when he got that penalty. Ridiculous. He doesn't just fall. Like, skaters that are going that fast don't just like, oh, I'm going to biff it into the goalie going a fucking yeah. 40 miles an hour. Like, ridiculous. Like, he oh, obviously I know. Got like, what's tripped. he supposed to do? 
Yeah. Like, he obviously got tripped. He doesn't just fall like that. Oh, the I best gotta, skater in the world is just going to fall over into I the I got to say, center. one of the funniest things I find, too, is, like, you know, um, the, uh, the commentators every game just, like, just marvel at, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, they keep showing clips of Giordano uh, knocking him into the net course, when he broke his leg and or like ended up tearing his MCL. Or well, L- if you didn't know, Nick, he regrew it back because you'd probably have heard it like now twenty times. No, but I just I, the thing I, I laugh at the most is just like they marvel, like you know, it was just it's crazy. He he worked so hard to rehab it. Now he's back. Blah blah. Just like why are we still playing this facade that this guy didn't get stem cells in Switzerland? Like what? <laughs> like why are we doing this? <laughs> It, we're still like the NHL is still so conservative. We're gonna we're gonna do this whole oh he rehabbed it back to health an irreparable injury. <laughs> Where guys you listen to guys in the NFL who are just like very flippantly like oh yeah I was in Germany like I listen to Chris Long he's on his podcast and he's like oh yeah I remember when um, I was playing for Philly I was I was over in Germany in the offseason getting my stem cells done like. And we're, we're, we're still, pl- we're still playing this. That's how Kobe rehabbed like, his Achilles and stuff. We're still playing this game that Connor somehow regrew, regrew tendons that could not be regrown. Like, let's, why are we doing this? But it's the NHL. They're so fucking conservative. It's, an, it's an unreal. Guy's literally McJesus. He's literally it's, he walks it's, on it's, water, Nick. Neil, he got back to health through grit, through sandpaper. His will... To he just compete, Nick worked hard. He put he put his work boots on. He put his, he put he got his lunch pail. He put his he put his hard hat on. And he it? got to work. It's unbelievable. Chop wood, lift water. <laughs> Regrew a whole ligament. <clears throat> but he looks right. better than ever. It's fun. He does, and he's finishing checks, which is he's just like yeah. Right. My, my dad, favorite, my, my classic. Fa- Oh yeah. yeah. No, what were you gonna say about your dad? I mean, my, my classic dad takes because we're watching the first period. And I'm like, you know, Connor, he's looking good. He's finishing checks. He's like, it's got to be careful. <laughs> gonna get hurt. You, you dish? No, he's like, you dish it out. You got to take it a little bit. There's a reason why Gretzky didn't throw hits. I'm like, okay, dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, my new favorite play though might be uh, give Connor the puck and have him deke out the whole power play. Might be my new fa- or the new, the whole penalty kill. Might be against, my new favorite play. against the Maple Leafs. Yeah, and even like in this past game, like it's just they are all standing on the blue line and it's just watch Connor literally go so fast that nobody can do anything against him. Yeah. My new favorite. It's my new favorite yeah. play. Yeah. Barry just drops it back and everybody just watches as Connor just goes and and blitzes through him. It's it's so silly. Absolutely. So. Hey, well, we'll be back on Thursday. We're we'll get back to Oscars race. We're doing. Malcolm and Marie, new Netflix movie. Polarizing movie. I've been trying to stay away, but I'm hearing mixed reviews. Yeah, you looked up some stuff? I'm hearing some mixed reviews, yeah. Okay, interesting. You either love it or you hate it. I've also heard that, but I haven't read any reviews yet. I haven't read any, but I've heard, you know. Yeah. So it'll be interesting for us to do. Polarizing movie, yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah, Black and white film. Zendaya and uh, John David Washington. So that is coming on Thursday. And then we'll be back on Monday and football's over. So we'll just be mostly straight hockey stuff, a little bit of basketball too. So Yes. Yeah, we'll do some basketball. Nick, um, you lost this week? Dude, I don't want to talk about it. Did you? I lost, did, by, less than, I less than, I lost by less than 100 points. Less than what you left on the bench? Yep. I would have won. I would have won. <gasps> that hurts. That hurts. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's tough. Yep. I had my worst week and I pulled it out. I am injured all of a sudden. I'm getting 
getting battered and bruised. All my, I have no centers. I'm all out of centers. <laughs> I got a couple centers if you want to trade. We'll talk about this offline. That's right. There you go. I like it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So uh, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Uh, rate, review, let everyone know. Um, if you can do some reviews and some ratings, that helps for charting. And, um, yeah, make sure you follow us on social media and check out the website, tmbmedia.ca. And we'll be back on Thursday. Till then, Neil. Nothing else. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. And Neil, just like Tom Brady in his 44th season, we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back.